Hi, I'm Cliff Chang, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Oh, big doings this episode. I heard the echo. Yeah, nah, it was good. Really big doings. 400 pages of doings. Oh, well, you know, and, 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 yeah, yeah. And we're going to go page by page by page. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's a 12-hour Barry Windsor Smith Monsters podcast. We're bringing back the bullpen bulletins, part A, B, C, and D. Yes. That was fun. <laughs> well, you guys only got a dozen episodes. No, no, no. We got, we got like, double that. Why is there 20 minutes of shit at the beginning of this episode? I don't understand it. <laughs> Shut up, it's free. Damn, Skippy. Yes. Can always ask for a refund. Yeah. We did it out of love. And we do this out of love. Because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 740. Our wonderful Book of the Month episode. And I am Vince B. Ooh, you are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Indeed you are. And I'm so excited for our reunion because I'm Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> I Did thought you, you lost weight. Saturday? No. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc looks a, like he put on about 50 pounds. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a man of his own heart because if you watch Friends, he, he was an absolute yo-yo on that show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, no, no, no. So is Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Oh, Perry. that's who I meant, actually. Super skinny. The wrong guy. I said the yeah, wrong guy. Yeah, 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 but Matthew Shit. Perry had a drinking problem. Yes, he did. Yeah, no, he, problem. He's fighting some demons, yeah. Oh, I met Matthew Perry. Damn it. That's I okay. In, I messed my own intro. But, uh, yeah, oh, Matt LeBlanc was uh, was Joey, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, he's, yeah, he looks, yeah, he, you're right. He he looks like, uh, like, that's what happens. You get older, right? Like, you get older right. like that. Like, I'm sure like a lot, like my dad was always super skinny, and then one day he woke up and he looked like that. Yeah. I think that's what, you know. And Jennifer Aniston's sitting there going, I still look good. Dude, she still looks good. Uh, she, of course she's she does. So, she's so hot, she dumped... Like this, the sexiest man alive. Yeah, it's more good. than once. I mean, like how many, how many hot dudes? Oh, that's true. Yeah, multiple. Yeah, she's actually been like in long term relationships with multiple sexiest men alive. Multiple hotties. Yeah. Well, I'm next on the list. But anyway, no, dude, what's up with Brad? Uh, Brad with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez back together. What is go- like? How do you? How do you get rid of Anna? And I'm, but I'm, first of all, I mean, yeah, Anna's fine, but, but. But I guess I mean it's, it's so. A Rod goes to the inauguration, and now like and and, and now he's. I mean, I, I don't give a shit about A Rod. I don't care. But it's and so happy for the both because now Anna's available. I yeah. guess and, that's and exactly I'm, what the listeners are thinking right now. <laughs> 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 but no, you're not Matthew Perry. You're Jason Wood. Everybody here together on this our book of the month episode. In case you didn't hear on the intro, it is Barry Windsor Smith's. Monsters, and, and we are going to be very thorough with this thing. Uh, but before we do that, we got to tell you Henry who, thorough or? who makes <laughs> this, this thing possible. Discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. That's DCB as in boy, service.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your home for a fraction of what everybody else is paying. Now, listen up, because this may be the last time. You hear this. I'm pretty sure it is. So, write this down. Write these down. From Dark Horse, 
we have Savage Hearts number one of five, written by Aubrey Stitterson, art by the amazing Jed Doherty. It's a fantasy-based rom-com. That's how it's listed. I don't know. All I did, I saw Jed Doherty's art, and I said, ding, ordering it. I like Aubrey Stitterson, too. Cover price, $3.99. Your price, $1.99. That's 50% off. Next up, we have from IDW, Bermuda, number one of four. This is the amazing Nick Bradshaw teamed up with John Lehman. It looks gorgeous. You've seen the preview pages, I hope. Cover price on this is $4.99. You pray, you pray, you pay a premium for the really good stuff. But you're not going to pay $4.99. No, no, you're laughing because all those guys lined up at the shops to get this are going to pay that. You're paying $2.49. Again, boys' pants. And wow, I did all miniseries this time. I just noticed that. Look at that. From Scout Comics, it's Count Draco Knuckle Duster, number one of five. This picks up where the Phantom Star Killer left off, and it is a $3.99 book. Ka-ching, $1.99 for you, because you're cute and special, and you know where to go where the prices are low, and that's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Tell them 11 o'clock sent you. Those smart dudes at 11 o'clock told me to come here to get my books for a fraction. And I'm here. Damn skippy, pippy. Yeah. I got my order in this week for May, just in time. I don't know. I'm a bit uh, worried about my bill next month. I saw all those Marvel omnibuses. Mm. It's There's I a lot of them, man. Are there, damn. New Mutants Volume 2. Uh, I think Mutant Massacre, right? Uh, what If Volume 2. Um, they're reprinting a bunch, like Captain America, the, the Brubaker thing. There's a ton, a ton of omnibuses. It's they cr- stay it's- keeping that Brubaker cap run in print. Well, they're oh, smart. It's great. I mean, it's fine, but it's like, but yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like every every three months, like new printing. But top on the list is the... Uh, X-Men Omnibus by Hickman. Gots to have that, right? That sounds wonderful. I don't know any of these things yet because I haven't seen the previews. But Oh, we just spoiled it for you. No, that's all good. Yeah. Here's a, here's a spoiler of things that are spoiled for the next three months. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, all right. I am drinking wild cherry flavored water. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Yep. I am drinking... Nespresso Cafefe. <laughs> With his pinky out. <laughs> Always. Uh, I am um, I'm saving my uh, saving myself for Saturday. I am drinking some uh, LaCroix orange naturally essenced sparkling water. Look at this. We're all teetotalers this time around. Yes. I Because I want to make sure I am in full possession of all my senses and faculties talking about monsters. Yes. And let's get to it. Why don't we? And since we can't do the uh, the normal, when was your first experience with this? Because it's brand new. Maybe we should discuss the history of this book because that's certainly a big part of it. Very Kick true. It I thought you were going to ask when we first experienced Barry Windsor Smith. Oh, <laughs> well, we yeah. could. That's always interesting. I mean, 
um yeah what went for what was that do you know offhand what it was i know exactly yeah that exactly where it was for vince yes x-men right. when he was doing the the kirby pastiche on x-men way 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 back in the day so not even the conan no that's why wow, that surprised me nice well i have to admit most of it was after the fact um conan came out in 1970 i was only five years old so i wasn't buying that off the rack but um i was uh a diehard x-men fan at one time and uh i i scooped up a bunch of issues and one of them was a barry windsor smith and i was like wow this looks kind of cool so when i learned that he was doing conan i bought it and i'm like wait a minute is is this the same guy this doesn't look anything like that stuff I saw in X-Men. What's going on here? But I liked the uh, his uh, style on Conan much, much more. Than, mm-hmm. than the, because if you're going to do Kirby, leave that to the master um, mm-hmm. when he was alive. And, uh, yeah, find your own path. And he certainly did. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think for me, I mean, certainly the thing that I most remember him by, as I'm sure or for the case for many people, is his Weapon X run on Marvel Comics Presents. Yeah. But that was 91. So I think the first thing I read of his, and it probably at the time didn't register that it was Barry Windsor Smith, because I was probably just getting into having like a pull list and going to the store regularly, um, was, and I know I, I read most of these very early in my, because just it lined up with the time when I started reading comics, was the Machine Man miniseries. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Ink by Herb Trimpe, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was like 85-ish, 86-ish, so I, or maybe 84, but but I that I remembered all those, because that was that great, we talk about this all the time, those great Marvel was doing these series of four-issue miniseries yeah. of all these Machine different characters. Man, Jack of Hearts. I would love man. an omnibus yeah. of that, man. Oh, Seriously. That would be glorious, but... Uh, Tap didn't say Falcon? What's, what's wrong with this world? I did not say Falcon. You are correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I still, to this day, it's it, it was still the um, it was a one shot, which is why Paul Smith and Vince Coletta did the first issue, and then the remaining three were by Mark Bright because they 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 pivot and went into a uh, they did a four issue miniseries. They 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 allowed Priest slash Owsley to do the mini. So. Um, but uh, yeah, that is absolutely one of my favorite mini that Falcon yeah. miniseries. I love uh, a Machine Man, but I gotta say, if I had to pick one favorite of those, the original wave of four issue miniseries, I'd have to go with Nightcrawler. You love Kurt. I do. There's a lot to love. Uh, for for me, I mean, I it was um, I. I I remember, you know, the, there was, of course, the life-death issue of, of Uncanny yeah. X-Men. But even before that, like, for me, I, like, when I think of Barry Windsor Smith, I think of of things like that, that villain, if you want to call it that issue. Like, he wasn't, I, it, it was, it was, you know, after Conan that I became familiar with him. And, and so for me, it would be things like, like Machine Man or a cover here and there, or just, you know, I would be happy to see his work show up but it wasn't um he didn't have any massive run or anything like if i found him on like an issue of epic illustrated it was because of just some random issue i picked up it wasn't because i was i was looking to complete that serial so um i was just i was just happy to see him anywhere and and of course regardless of 
the subject matter. It didn't matter what comic he may have been drawing. Anything he did for Valiant, I was there. And yeah. and even even the Rune things with, with, with Malibu. So I'm like, you know, shit, they got BWS to do something. I mean, it's just... So I he was somebody who I was always... I kind of followed. Like, I, I would go out of my way. He, he is a creator who I would... If he's just coming in for an issue of something I never read before, I was buying that issue because he was working on it. Same. Two things. He legitimized Valiant. If they didn't have him in, yeah. the, in the initial thrust, there was no way that they would uh, achieve the 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 fan favorite status as quickly as they did. And before uh, you go on, and and that's and that's something because when you look at when you look at Valiant's pedigree when they started, you had everybody who you knew who you read growing up at Marvel. You had Leighton, you had Don Perlin, you had, you, you, you had, of course, Shooter, but I mean, you had names there that you're familiar with. So for, for, it was like the original image. It's like these seven dudes left and they went and filled their own, made their own company. All these dudes left Marvel to work here. And if you have, that's your foundation, but it's Barry Windsor Smith that has the readers take notice. Hell yeah. That's, that's just something about BWS. Yeah, yeah. And the second thing, I, I the things that trigger our minds they fascinate me how how um, a smell or a word can immediately bring a mental image to the surface and I can't shake it whenever the those three words uh, meet my brain in tandem Barry Windsor Smith I immediately all the time think of one panel and one panel only. And maybe it was uh, exposed. I was exposed to it at, at, at a very crucial time in in my then new comic reading. I don't know what it is, but um, it's the panel where it's the song of Red Sonia, where Conan and Sonia are cavorting in the water, and she's holding her shirt up, the chainmail over her chest, and she's got the beads of water on her. That panel, I don't know what it is about it. Um, it's one of those things that it, he he could have taken a branding iron and just burned it right into my brain because immediately that is the one panel that springs to mind when someone says Barry Windsor Smith or I, mm. yeah yeah our minds nice. are funny things they really no, for are for sure for sure and this is the first published comic work for Windsor Smith in sixteen years crazy yeah. um. You have to go all the way back to 2005 when he was doing the uh, the uh, storyteller stuff. Right. Um, but this book, well, at least the origins of this book, date back more than almost, well, almost 30 years. <laughs> it's which true. Which is insane. Yeah. He was, um, this was, the genesis of this was a 22-page Hulk one-shot that depicted Banner as uh, as an abused kid. And spoke to his origins as the Hulk, and it uh, it got it got thrown into the drawer as an inventory story, and um, and, and that was the kernel of, of idea for this book. And he's been talking about this book like so long that it, it kind of became like uh, an urban legend, right? I mean, we, it, it almost became a running joke anytime his name would come up or he'd do a con. He would bring up that he was working on it, and and I think at, at some point most people just assumed it was never coming out, um, because you can find interviews with him from tw- twenty twenty five years ago, 
where he's discussing the book and it and the way he describes it it basically sounds like it was done back then so i'd love to know because i've actually watched an interview with him a few weeks ago when the book came out to see if he could discuss like how much it's changed or evolved over all this time and he didn't give much color on that i mean he does acknowledge that he's been working on it for the better part of three decades but but i i'd love to know why he finally decided okay it's ready you know like yeah. how, like what does this version that we have holding our hands what is that what does that look like versus the version 10 years ago or 20 years ago i'd love to know that we probably never will but if we ever get a chance to meet him or have a con with him or do a panel with him i'm certainly going to try and prod that out of him i think weapon x was a dry run for this book certainly was evocative right it yeah. definitely felt like for however that we said that was 91 so that was uh, that was thirty years ago, and it feels like yeah. visually that was the same style he's evoking here. I mean, if 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 you're, I mean, he may have been in in a mood if you know if he told Wolverine's origin story, then you know it, it stands to reason that you know maybe maybe he was angling to do the origin stories of other Marvel characters. In this case, the Hulk, and you know, who knows where it could have gone if he had the opportunity to. Um, well, ideas um, leach their way into, uh, you know, certain creators. They they drag concepts along with them their entire careers. You know, this story obviously meant a lot to him. He devoted a ton of time to it. So yeah. I'm 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 thinking either the Hulk thing or the Weapon X was um, the 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 chicken to this egg or vice versa right that that this the, he had an idea for this and he said well you know let's see if i can apply this to wolverine yeah sure i can't well, i mean you know or or the hulk and then develop this idea independently and and flesh this out to the degree we we now have it uh it's it's just amazing how they the concepts mean so much to creative individuals that you can trace things throughout their entire body of work that that uh, the connectivity of these ideas which is really a point important when we're talking about monsters where everything's connected right and he i think that's one of the one of the themes of the book is that um human interconnectivity how nothing is is uh extraneous the things play into lives and they dovetail into other lives and it, it we're we're, we're uh, a multi-celled organism we're not just little tiny individuals um you know wandering the surface of the planet everything is connected i i, I love that theme mm-hmm. yep so let's get into it I have, yeah, it, it's. I, I don't think this is going to be an easy, an easy book of the month. I really don't because, um, number one, it's not an easy read. Right. It's it's a very uh, parts of it are soul crushing, <laughs> um, yeah. and, and and downbeat and incredibly dark. Um, there is some light in the book, but mm. at great expense. Right. Um, I have to admit, uh, I'm I'm confident in in my emotions. Where I have to say that a lot of the uh, time spent experiencing this book, I had a, a lump in my throat and a, and a hollow feeling in my stomach. Oh, dude! I I there's there's one part when and when we get to it, I I I wet. I, I didn't I didn't weep to the fact that 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 there were tears, but I 
I definitely, I welled up. Yeah, I, you I, get choked up because, yeah. um, and I think that's a testament to the the author because the characters are very vivid. The portrayal of the characters, um, he he knows his strengths. Um, I think the the quote villains of the book are um, uh, he stacked his deck because if, if you're um, racist, uh, abusive, uh, foul mouth, uh, maniac killer. I think the audience is going to know or going <laughs> to you know pick up to hate this character. Um yeah. and on the flip side, I I think the the one of the heroes is incredibly sweet, almost too sweet. Um but uh when you look at the the time period, um you know, humanity wasn't as cutthroat. Um it was a more innocent time to sound like an old fart. And uh, and I'm talking about Janet, Janet Bailey. I, I think she's she's perfect. I love her. I think she's gorgeous. He, everything I, I think that he intended to do with this character clicked with me. The sympathy, the empathy that I have for this, for this character after reading this is just immense. Um, I, I think she's wonderful, and um, which is great because the things that happened to her by the villain or villains is compounded right when you have this believable multifaceted three-dimensional character that that you know you're concerned with with their well-being and their emotions or their emotional state and i just think i i i before reading this i enjoyed barry windsor smith's work but for the art primarily right um his storyteller stuff is fun but it's you know it's it's really not no big shakes right the art spectacular the story exists because of the art he's not just going to do pinups right he has to do some kind of narrative i think he's i thought he was a capable if fairly i don't want to say uninteresting but um he was beholden to a lot of genres right in his work and I, that's fine uh, i came for the art but in this i think he has leveled up immeasurably in his um storytelling uh chops to where the story is on tandem with the art in this book and when you're barry windsor smith that's saying a lot right that that the story is of equal weight or merit to the visuals the visuals are just impeccable they're bulletproof. You cannot critique or review um, or pick apart this art. It's just it, it it exists in a perfect state. I just think it's the the line work is absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, I think I joked the week it came out because I had read it and said you guys got to read it so we can talk about it. That uh, I understood why it took thirty years because each page probably took like two months to draw. <laughs> Yeah, I and mean I, the cross hatching, the line. Det- I mean, it, it is it is an intense amount of ink. Well, just look at the opening sequence, right? Where where um, Mr. Bailey, Tom, is beating the tar out of his son, and Janet's trying to stop it, and um, it's the level of detail is just disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, where he went, he went in, and not only did the the main players and the environment, he went in and just like you see every leaf, every blade of grass, and I and I, and I thought to myself, 
is that necessary? Like to to invest that much resolution in that panel? Um, yeah, if that's the way he wanted to do it, or he thought it was necessary. But I just think like it, it's a virtuoso performance to to have that much creative energy to do that at at his age. Like I don't know when those pages were were drawn. Could have been drawn twenty years ago for all I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, it's this hyper intense detail that it's just staggering. And and while we're on this sequence, the arm motions of Tom mm-hmm. that's just freaky as shit. I, I he also he also looks like a giant when he's coming out of the, the doorway yep. and, and his body is almost too big to, to pass through the door. I'm like, what is happening? I thought maybe he was um, had some kind of uh, uh, process uh, applied to him, but I, obviously not. But he he looks extra human in that that yeah. sequence. And then you turn the page, and and because of the angle, like the back of his head, you you think he's he's. You would think that he is I mean, he is, but you think that he is physically one of the monsters, right? Like that he's that giant. The book is about yeah. yeah, and but that hand motion, like like the 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 twitchy. Um, multiple motion in one panel, like it's just freaky. It, it's it's disturbing. And obviously, that's what he was going for. But it, it's that was that opening sequence and the the uh, old English for the German taking up the yeah. entire balloon and extending beyond the balloon. You don't see it, but it's just it is uh, I, that sequence is just on a on a on an unsettling yeah. level. That's just crazy. By the way, fun fact about that uh, that those word balloons that that's actually a font called Fructor, F R A K T U R, and it was the most common font used in Germanic typography for much of that the uh, prior century, uh, and it was the official font of of the Nazi Party. All of their uh, official documents were written in it, and as a result, it was banned. And it's never been used again. So I did not know that. Windsor, Windsor Smith is like going deep. And he yeah. drew it though. He probably laid it out. Oh yeah. And no, then he drew, drew over saying, it. But it's it's but yeah, it's, so it's I mean, he's yelling it's obviously this is set in that right after the World War well, right after the war and he's yelling in German, but but uh just just talk about the level of detail and thought yeah. and meticulous nature of even something like that, like the smallest detail that right. that that I only know because I read a footnote of it. I mean you, you wouldn't you wouldn't like ninety nine percent of the people reading this wouldn't think the font is anything other than just a, um, you know, it's just an ornate Germanic like a font with speaking German. You wouldn't you wouldn't think of the historical significance of it necessarily unless you came across that fact. Right. So and that and that shows you how important this book is for Jason to be whipping out some back matter type stuff. Seriously, yeah. that's the DVD yeah. extras, and he's playing them. He's click and play. Well, let me say. I mean, jokes aside, let me speak to that for a second. I mean, I think for me. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to. Like I think this book re- requires a, a very lengthy conversation. But to me, this book, in as much as I'm going to say it's important, and it's always hard to say a book's important like weeks after it's come out. But in as much as if in ten, twenty years I remember this book or think of its importance, to me, a big part of that is the the journey of the creation of it. I, I um. Uh, we're going to get into the details. I'll, I'll say I don't necessarily share Vince's view that that 
that the book is impeccable. I, I, I have some, some, I think it's an, but I think that it's, it's an amazing work, but I'm, I'm very much almost more fascinated by the, the, the process of its creation and what it must mean to Windsor Smith, uh, to spend half of your adult life on something. I, I, that fascinates me probably far more than the story of itself. And I'm not saying that to diminish the story of itself. I'm just saying that I, like I, I, you know, a lot of times you'll read something, and, and I think even intentionally, it's just meant to be consumed for what it is. Uh, it, it doesn't even probably heed heed you well to pay much thought to the creators who who what they were thinking when they were creating it. It's just there to be enjoyed. But this, I just think, I just don't know because we know how long it took and how it seemed like he was a tortured soul, seemingly not ready to let this be seen by the world for so long. And you know, Vince, you know full well. I mean, it just seems like it's so endemic of the of the tortured artist, right? I mean, you know, just the, the, the idea of you, you're an artist, you want to make art, but then you have this torture between wanting it to be seen and not wanting it to be seen. Cause, cause you, you, you don't necessarily want it to be judged or you don't want it to be misinterpreted or you just, it, so I just, I, like, I find that whole component of this just so fascinating. And, and I just love to know what he must have thought, like when he finally said, okay, it's ready for public, it's ready right. for publishing. So, and I, I bring that up because to adapt, joke about me like so to me the back matter and minutiae are, are as interesting to me as the book itself much like you know another like with which watchmen th- things where i th- it, it does take a special work for me to to get interested in that stuff but but to, i just can't see not being i can't imagine not focusing on that with this book because i i just think it would be giving this book huge short shrift if you just judged it on the surface of the plot um, to me and uh, i see i I love you, but I think, and it's important to talk about that stuff if we're going to talk about the book, right? As mm-hmm. as a as a, uh, a work of art, we always talk about process, and uh, which is very very separate from the art itself. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but the process makes the art. The process is not the art, right? The art is the art, right? And for for I I think everything that you talked about just in that last little chunk is important but not in respect to the finished product where when when you go through this this book none of the journey matters it's the book that matters right it's the art that stands on its own you you don't have barry windsor smith whispering over your shoulder that panel took me three hours. Like that's right. irrelevant. No, you don't. You don't. But all I'll say about that is, I think I needed that in this book to to get mm-hmm. to to elevate it to where I think most, maybe even both of you will put it. Like I, yeah. I don't think absent that, I don't think I could put this on the pedestal. I think many of you are going about to. But um, I'm not and, discounting your 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 thoughts. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all I'm saying is that just I think I needed that extra angle after I read it and after I yeah. thought about it. I was like, well. Like, let me think about this some more. And then that's kind of what really drew me back to it. And I'm glad that um, that Jason kind of opened the door to that because it, as I'm reading it and when I finished it, and and like I said before we started tonight, I, I, all I've done is think about this book and um, there are, I'm not, I'm not trying to give, anybody i'm not trying to shortchange anybody any there are you know you can open up any you look around your rooms right now there's comics all over the place and whether they're they're drawn by brian boland pepe Larraz, or george perez every 
every other comic book that 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 you purchase during the week is another chapter of a story and then you read it and in some cases we forget about it it's like okay yeah that was just another chapter in nightwing's story and 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 it's just you could say in in air quotes it's just a comic book and yes people spent time crafting that tale they 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 didn't phone it in they they, they told the best story they could tell in whatever context and i don't want to belittle that in any way shape or form but for lack of a better term when i think of those things those are just comic books and and then i get to something like this and it is fairly or unfairly monsters is what i am going to be comparing everything in the near future to and and that that's not right and it's not it's it's not fair to anybody else who's coming out with anything like but but the level of detail the story that 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 Barry Winsor Smith tells in this the 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 emotions he got out of me by telling this story carry a hell of a lot more weight than uh, the 13 issues of Immortal Hulk I, I just read and 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 whether or not it's because I've known the Hulk for years and it's just another Hulk story this is this is its own thing there's there's you know he didn't he, there was no prequel to this there's there's nothing more to this than this and and that for that, whatever that means this is this is its its own thing i i can't i i i it yeah it's on the shelf next to watchmen it's on the shelf to anything else i have that's important to me but uh, it's it's unlike anything else I I, right. I have surrounded by me on the bookshelf. I don't think it's it's on on one hand, sure you should judge all art uh, on its own merits, but I don't think it's it's terribly unfair to compare everything to this because when you look at a woman, uh, who do you immediately compare them to? Your wife, right? Because that walking story that is your wife obviously affected you on a level where you decided to invest your life into this person, right? So, I mean, everything that really impacts us strongly creates um, a, 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 a memory or, or a, 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 a stag not a stagnant, a static feeling in us. Like, we, you know, we think about our, our loved ones, bam. And I don't think it's it's entirely unfair to compare this everything to this because this obviously affected you on on a level that makes you question or 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 judge everything else in its wake by it right it, that that yeah. that's human right I I think it, it it it's the way we do things but when I said the, the art is impeccable and I use that perfect word. I'm not. When I talk about art being perfect, it exists in a state that cannot be touched by anything. Your criticism against it, your praise for it, doesn't really matter. This mm-hmm. art, the art is perfect. But uh, when I say it's impeccable, I, I talk about the skill with which Smith laid those lines down. I mean, I, <laughs> there, there, I don't think there's a word in the English language a superlative grand enough to to encompass how i feel about smith's line work 
Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I don't. You may recall that uh, that I read this during that week. I dubbed the greatest week ever, mm-hmm. and I made the comment that it was going to probably ruffle some feathers that this wasn't in the top three of that week for me. Um, but I think again, artistically, I just it is it is like as perfect a, as a thing can be, and and like with you, I don't necessarily mean like perfect in some kind of quantitative measure. I no. mean that that it's 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 so quintessentially right in all the ways that a comic book should be right in that it it's illustrative it's consistent but it's not rigid it's as we already joked in, in ridiculously detailed i mean almost meticulous in that regard uh it evokes emotion it's uh it's captivating. Like, I mean, I read this a few weeks ago and I can still remember panels like, like I read them a minute ago. I, 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 so I, I just, I don't, I just can't see how anyone who is a fan of the medium could criticize the line work. Like if well, you just say like, it's not your style, like that's different. Okay. Whatever. Like if that's, if you don't like that kind of, like, I guess you're, I don't understand why you wouldn't, but, but like, but I just, I, I like the line work is truly like as close to unassailable as, 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 one can get for this medium. Right. Right. I, I just don't, I, for me, I, I don't know that I can put the story as high up as, 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 as I can, the, the, the art, I'm not saying I didn't like the story, but I, as we get, as we'll get into it, I, but I just, I don't think it, I do think that is a saleable in some ways. I almost have to wonder, um, as, as far as the narrative structure goes, if he didn't consider, at one point in the 30 years, a linear narrative. Because one of the things I found most surprising about the book is the way it jumps. Uh, in many cases, we see the effects of something that happened in the past, but we don't see the the actual incident till much, much, much later in the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, if it was originally conceived as uh, like, to take the, the, for example, maybe the the chapter towards the end with uh, Doctor Friedrich, how he lost his hand, um, and, and the fallout from that, and with um, Elias's father, what happened to him? Like, I'm wondering if that sequence, if it, I don't, I don't want to say if the book could work better. But I'm, I'm. It's just curious to me that maybe Windsor Smith did it linearly and thought, mm, you know, maybe this sequence would play better after much later in the narrative. It's because the, it's very curious to me how these things are. The 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 big beats in the in the book are all out of order, mm-hmm. and some of the really majorly important beats we don't see till like halfway through it and like shouldn't you have told us that or shown us that in the beginning and then i i I reflected and like no i think this works really well the way it is but i i don't know i mean maybe if i read it with everything chronologically i don't think it would have the impact as it's like memento it's like the movie memento if you have the if you have the special edition dvd you can watch it linearly as as everything happens to my man or the impact you get from watching it the way it's originally presented, that's that's part of the hook. And here, you're I mean, I I absolutely love 
the way the story is presented and 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 the 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 oh shit moments are I can't believe that that person met that person and 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 I read that 94 pages ago and here it is and it's right. like holy shit like everybody is connected and and it it made it it made the story pop that much more i mean it it's the same story whether it's it's however it's even if it's told from from 1949 to 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 19 1947 to 1964 but it's it's a um the 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 oh shit moments the 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 parts that that pop for me are are the fact that we're he's bouncing around the timeline and and i absolutely that's that made the story for me that much better cuz cuz now it's it's a case of you're being rewarded for for paying attention. I mean, you could just you know he's he's talking to his wife about you know meeting this woman and and he wrote on a comic book and and you know, I mean you think he's he's obviously something touched him where where this is a big deal to him. So so you as the reader should should pay attention to that. But he could also just be losing it and and you as the reader just may be going along with it. You may be thinking the more like his Elias's wife is, but. And, and and you're sitting here like Bessie, but then you see what Elias was actually referring to twenty years earlier, and it's like I, goddamn, that just it all just it and and because I was because I couldn't think about anything else while I, I didn't read anything else while I was reading this book, everything just everything stuck that much more to me that better that much better and and I I think I. I I think the way he told the story was, well, I don't know how many more ways we're going to say flawless tonight. But no, the, 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 he said I, the way the way the story is presented to me, absolutely perfect. But there's um, no surprises in the book. There, there literally are no surprises in the book, because the dinner sequence that's all told to you very early on in the book that that Tom murdered these people the the uh when we first meet uh Friedrich after he uh talks to Elias when Elias has the problems and, and he and he you know confesses to him he says something about the fact like I killed that that swine's father there's there's really no and that's why I was really surprised that that um the emotional uh, or Jason says the gravitas of these sequences shouldn't have been as powerful as they were because I knew what was coming, right? But they were. So, I mean, again, that's just props to Windsor Smith for manipulating us because um, it, it, it's, crazy. it's crazy that when you have something spelled out for you, like we didn't know the specifics, like ultra-specifics of it. The, the incident, the dinner incident plays out disturbingly well, right? Um, and we don't, we, we weren't in, there was no indication of the after effects when Powell enters the room, right? But we're told early on that Tom murdered his uh, his wife's brother and sister-in-law and murdered, blah, blah, blah. So uh, it, was, it wasn't shocking to me. Like, I knew it was coming. I was dreading it, but it wasn't, the entire incident wasn't a surprise to me. Uh, yeah, I generally agree with that. I mean, I I do think there are story arcs that would that are not not completely predictable, like 
so I, I don't know that I didn't feel like there were, weren't moments of surprise or revelation, but uh, but the the big beats, sure, you're right. I mean, the big beats are there for you to. It's yeah. it's more, you know, they're happening, but it's more the power of of them of you seeing them unfold. Right, like you didn't yeah, you didn't unfold. know exactly how Friedrich lost his hand. Right, but you know, it, it's there for you. I mean, the dude doesn't have a hand, so you would expect once you see young Friedrich enter the picture that oh okay we're gonna f- and w- I mean he has no hand right in that sequence you're gonna say right. oh, we're gonna figure out he's gonna show us how he lost it so um, yeah but I mean just I don't even know if we can get into the story without um, squashing someone's enjoyment of this it's uh, it, it's uh, there, there are many narratives intersecting in this book um, one of them is the story of the the Bailey family. Tom Bailey um, is a, a German interpreter, and he uh, does his duty. He goes and 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 uh, serves time uh, during World War II, um, and he sees a lot of very disturbing um, after effects of of what the Germans did, their their human experiments, and uh, I love that sequence because it's 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 almost has a Stephen King vibe. There's a lot of threads mm. in this book that have a Stephen King vibe. Um, that he the the emotional resonance of everything that happened in that area, the murder, the 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 the, the maiming and the torturing and the dying. Of, of their test subjects and the the uh, the Germans turning on themselves like that stuff just leached into Tom and he he I think he had a shred of what Elias had not full blown what Elias had but I think there was something there that made him receptive to all that bad mojo and it possessed him. That, I don't want to. I don't want to open it up that it could be an out for his despicable actions later on, but I think he was. Um, I think he was broken in a sense before that uh, incident. I mean, that just unearthed what was already there. I think, but it took all that nasty mojo to do it. Like, I, if it was just a run-of-the-mill incident where, you know, survivors and, and he was doing his job and radioing back to, to to his superiors and stuff, I don't think the story would have, well, his chapter of the story, I don't think it would have played out as disturbingly as it did, but I think it was the intensity, all the death and the mutilation and everything just took its toll on him to the point where, you know, he started chewing on fingers. I, there's, there's no two ways about it. There was, there was, there was absolute evil living in in this place. Right. And I mean, everybody. Well, I don't want to go Judeo Christian on it, but yeah. No, no, but it, it's it's. I mean, because at first, you know, earlier on, you you, because you brought the gun back and. You know when when Janet 
picks it up. It's it's like she writes in her journal in her diary that you know there's it was just there were voices something was speaking to her. So whether or not you could say that that was a talisman and that was just you know part of the, the vessel to to help him go crazy, but you know he he walks through the place and then you have some of the soldiers start taking off their gas masks and even. And as we get to another flashback, when all the officers and scientists are sitting around the table, it looks like the room is becoming very smog-filled, almost as if there is gas being emanated through the place. But uh, something absolutely clicked and uh, for Tom, and because and, he heard the voices walking through the place. and uh, Yeah, something he, was definitely whispering in his ear. Right, and, and, and then you get the, you, you find, they were almost, it, it's like they were just delayed echoes, because... The, the he he's you hear him you see them in german and he's of course the translator but then when you see the event from the day earlier and everybody's sitting around the table actually he hears them in english and and then they're sitting around the table and that one officer is is spewing all this this stuff in german it's exactly what tom heard the next day so so things are um there's it, it, it's very Stephen King-like in that sense. That yes, there is something going on here where uh, it definitely infected Tom because, like Janet was telling Jack earlier, he was sweet. He was a poet. Like he he wooed me by you know reciting Whitman and 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 it's it's he's he was he did a complete 180 after the war. And then of course you know when I, I I'm sure when you're going crazy and then you're sodomized by a nazi that that's not really going to put you in the right yeah that's not a good lunch no yeah i mean i I think go i'm sorry no no but but i mean so there was a lot he's definitely not gonna make excuses for 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 the man but but something definitely was going on here in this particular place because it affected and obviously it trickled down into to to elias's life because of his dad and and there's something about this place in particular but yeah I was just going to say that 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 I think I mean we're we're talking a lot about the book, but being pretty vague so far about what the book actually happens in the book. Um, I mean, but I I think it's clear. You know, the title is obviously um, it's plural for a reason. But but I mean, in in many ways, I mean, one of the one of the there are many themes in this book, but one of the core themes is just is just that the what 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 war does to to not only people but but institutions, what it does to to. You know, I, I mean, it's obviously that's that's arguably the biggest monster in the book is 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 what war does to people. So I mean, I very much think it's important to. I, I think he, I think Windsor Smith intends for us to view uh, Tom as a person who was uh, inherently a good person before the war, and and then came back completely broken and twisted and malevolent. So, uh, well, and he's I, obviously not the only one that, that that is fucked up by the war. I mean, it, 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 the, the the very the, the, our own government is bastardized by the war, right? That we're we're willing to basically entrap our yeah. you know uh, young men who are who are um, expendable for the sake of of and in this case it's very on the nose, right? We they they, they Bailey walks in. He's he's got no family. He's dumb. He's eager, uh, totally unqualified, and and because he's expendable, they put him into this project that's trying to create super soldiers, and uh, you know that that's 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 disgusting on a lot of levels. But it's also, even though it's a, it's a literal interpretation of it, it's not dissimilar to the way I think a lot of people, including many veterans, view war: is that you you right. you go over there with the best of intentions because you're 
you're you're patriotic and you're you believe you're doing what's right for your country and you're and you're 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 you know it's it's almost you feel honored to do it and then the the savageries of war cor- corrupt you even if you don't intend for them to it's very difficult to right i mean we're just now i mean really just in the last 10 years are we beginning to fully at least try to understand the magnitude of ptsd and what it what it's done to so many of our soldiers right and i mean think of all the people that came back from vietnam and were just totally mis basically cast aside from from society because no one could understand and and it wasn't until really after the iraq war that we started getting some sense of ptsd as a real thing and and now i think it's fair to say much like with ct and football that 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 more combat veterans than not have ptsd and it's not you know it, it for a while we thought it was like oh that guy came back with Pete. No, no, no. Like you can't, you can't fight for years where you're killing and people are trying to kill you. And you're like, you can't have that savagery unless you're probably broken psychologically to begin with and not have PTSD. Like that is, it is impossible to go through that experience and not get bastardized in some way, you know? Right. But, uh, and that dinner sequence at the end, uh, towards the end, one of the reasons why I, I said, I think Tom was broken to begin with was, um, I got the uh, a perception that he was an incredibly jealous man to start with, to the point where uh, he's in a he's in a foreign country, death, mutilation, um, all around him, and he believes that all these Germans are having sex with his wife, like the woman that's home waiting for him, and and, and yeah. that she's so deceitful that he manifests her on that tabletop. And she's very eager to please all of these German officers. And the one panel, he literally has death peeking over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. The, the the skeleton with the cap on looking at, yeah. you know. And it's like, that is not the product of a healthy psyche. You know, when you automatically, your your go-to is, well, my wife is, is here and she wants to just... Uh, let these guys have their way with her like that's not healthy thinking like why does how did he make that leap yeah um so i I think there was there was something there to begin like that um yes we were told about the poetry and 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 you know the tenderness and all that but there was something lurking under the surface even before i think he left it's just that the war compounded it yeah it it unearthed it Mm -hmm. Although I would, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, although I guess I would say that that, especially given the time of of the late '40s, early '50s, um, I don't think jealousy as a man was a was considered an aberrant or even problematic trait. I think it was pretty common. Right. Right. Um, like like and I, I like he does he meaning Barry Winter Smith spends a lot of time showing us uh, her Mrs. Bailey's. Uh, belief in her husband's goodness before the war, right? Now, maybe right. that's just yeah. her choosing to not see his flaws, which was, very, again, very common back in yeah. in relationships back then where women... Even still. Were, uh, yeah, no, even still, but I mean, back then in particular, right? I mean, women were... Uh, many, many women were, were treated very poorly as spouses. They certainly weren't treated as equals, and they just accepted that that was the way it was and didn't view it as... Uh, you know, they didn't take agency in their own lives in the way that uh, you know we, we all would expect and hope women that we know now would 
certainly our wives too. <laughs> um, you know, like like that. The, the, but but I but I I try to be mindful of the time period he's telling the story in that right. too because. Well, I mean, look at the the one sequence where she wrote him a letter and she says, "Oh, mailman, whatever his name was, came over today, and we talked and talked and talked and talked." Yeah. And so, what does Tom do? He pictures the mailman having sex with his wife yeah. right out, right inside the front door, and then when he gets his chance, he beats the hell out of him, puts him in yeah. the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And and that panel with the newspaper, Windsor Smith inked. All of those tiny little characters perfectly. It's like, oh my dude. I know. Yeah. I mean, even the lettering and the word balloons are great. I mean, like, it's. I love the letter. Like, if if he did everything on this page, it's like that's elevates it even more because because there's no there's no credits. It's just Barry Windsor Smith monsters. So so you know you don't know if. If if Todd Klein or John Costanza got around to re- writing this or it, it's lettering, it's just it's it is, and I mean, and to see yeah, to see the the few the handful of newspaper clippings, but I mean, I, I was even trying to see if as time went on, once Tom gets home, if uh, if Janet's handwriting gets a little distressed or and it really doesn't, it, it's pretty like even even though she's dealing with all this at home, she's still. Her, her her journal the the handwriting in her journal is 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 pretty much consistent and and i was trying to find out if if maybe that was just another sign to show that you know she she was feeling it uh the the tension or the the stress that 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 tom brought home with him and and then if it got a little flowery when she would talk about jack or anything like that but uh no, well, she, she she was pretty consistent. She does second guess herself a lot towards the. Oh yes, yes. You see a lot of scribbles and that's yeah. fantastic. And then oh, yeah. yeah when when she talks about Jack's job or his position or or it's and I mean and even and and you know not to jump around too much, but I the relationship between Jack and Janet just kept making me smile all oh, throughout. I mean, see, me. they, they're so absolutely, and, you know, she eats the letter and then they're joking about that. And then I'm like, I'm like, Oh, this motherfucker. He, he, he had a double at the diner of Jack. And then like he had his sixth and I'm like, shit, is this going to be a problem? And it, it, it made, it didn't really make things too uncomfortable. It was something, it was a secret they had to share, but it's, it just, it added to Jack being human. For just being lines on a page, he 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 was he was one of the most human characters in this book. Right. Well, it, the the alcohol opened him up to his moment with her. If he didn't drink, he probably wouldn't have done what he did because the guy was extremely dedicated to yeah the regimen of his job, the details of the protocol of his job, and he wouldn't have done it um, unless he was feeling good right and you know that 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 sequence kills me it's 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 great and it's there's a there's a joy in it but it's also heartbreaking because the rain oh my god that rain and and just the when he says her name and she's like don't say my name like that don't say it's just that's an amazing amazing uh sequence i I love so 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 when jack is drunk when the mcfarlands are at home i mean even when when the the way you you can you can tell even if somebody even was even if they were off panel or it was a caption you could always tell the character that's actually saying those words speaking those words because he, he's 
BWS is is he's you know, spelling things out phonetically and and you know you hear the accents and even there's even parts especially when this fucking prick Roth is speaking like he, he he'll bold the middle of a word just so you know with 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 this asshole's cadence what what he's trying to emphasize and 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 it's not nothing here every every panel pretty much has some sort some word or two bolded for emphasis and it's it you can't really read this just just straightforward straightforward it, it it's it's almost like this is a screenplay where you're you're reading the script for a play and and you're and, and you just you know the 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 moments that are supposed to be hit harder and and it's it i don't know i did the, the word clinic might just be silly but it it's it this is this is something i think People, if if you want to do anything in comics, I think this is this technically. Yeah. I think this is something you need to, to to read. The lettering is very reminiscent of Dave Sim, what he did on Cerebus. It's oh, okay. ex- it's extremely close to it. Um, I think Sim is is as good a letterer as he is an illustrator. And going through the book, I said, God damn, this looks like Dave Sim lettered it. A lot of it because he he would do that where he would extend characters in the middle of a word especially when he did that Keith, uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards pastiche where when they would talk their their words would actually look like stegosauruses because the middle huh. would be like and then would go down uh, yeah Sim is a wonder he's a shithill but he's a wonderful letterer and and I saw a lot of Dave Sim in the lettering for this yeah I like the way um, he would in between panels you would you would know exactly you, you you could follow the conversation because and traditionally when you read comics depending on you know there's there's a way there's a certain way to read the word balloons as 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 they're presented on a page and here you would follow you got to follow the tales you got to follow exactly where the conversation was going so i would just by reflex out of habit there are times where i would read the next panel i would read the the word balloon in the top left of that panel but actually that's just continuing the conversation because i should have stuck with the bottom of the previous panel as it leaps as it as it leans into the next panel so even the way he's got dialogue flowing is is i don't want to say different but it absolutely works in 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 the way the story is presented counterclockwise a lot of the panels you read them counterclockwise which is yeah crazy Yeah. yeah um yeah, it, it's it's uh, not the norm. It's atypical, that's for sure. But I think it worked. I think it worked really well. Yeah. So I mean, where were we? Okay. So Tom goes to war, sees all this this um, nastiness uh, to undersell it, and um, he's seen too much, and uh, especially, uh, and he's heard too much, especially in the in the case of uh, Doctor Friedrich who in typical Operation Paperclip uh, form is uh, not... Well, yes, he's protected by the United States government because they want to know what he knows. They want his information. They want the technical details on on Project Prometheus because (laughs) um, show me a branch of the military that wouldn't want to generate a super soldier, right? So um, he's waylaid 
for various reasons. They they chalk it up to to uh, you know the PTSD or the mental turmoil he was in, having seen what he's seen. But they they're really picking his brain. They're 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 they're, they're trying to extract the secrets uh, of the incident, and that's where. Um, Jack Powell comes in because uh, Janet and little Ta, a little uh, Bobby, are they're alone. You know, uh, she she's a, essentially a single mother, and uh, they send uh, Jack Powell in to pick her brain to get close to her and learn what she learns. It's just another way of the military keeping tabs on all the the iterations of a, a situation. Uh, unfortunately for Jack, Jack falls in love with her and um, takes a, a, a protective uh, stance. I mean, he loves her, but he also wants to make sure she's okay. And he's got some bad feelings. It's like he knows a lot of things. He knows Tom is, he knows about the cannibalism and he, and he knows, you know, the, about, about the murder and just the, the general mindset of this dude that uh, he knows it's not going to be good when this guy comes home. And he, unfortunately for Jack, he was right. But uh, there's a lot about th- their um, relationship that uh, we haven't gone into. Like, uh, as Jason said, Janet's extremely devoted to the husband she knew when he left for the war. Um, and then when he comes home, he's everything that guy was apparently not. He's... Uh, uh, foul mouth, uh, domineering, abusive to not only his his uh, wife but young Bobby, um, to the point where he beats him up so badly that uh, young Bobby loses an eye, and he probably incurred brain damage too because he's not the sharpest knife yeah. in the drawer when he when he goes to uh, uh, the recruiting center. Um, and then there's. And a, did you notice that that because I, I with the origins, I mean, we know this was supposed to be a Hulk origin in some way, and then certainly there are absolutely components I'm sure that came from his time doing Weapon X, just you know the yeah. super soldier, the, the 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 experimentation, and but then this whole part where he's trying to be recruited just reminded me of the Steve Rogers, you know, only yeah. only in this case, Bobby's mental faculties are what make him not capable of 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 enlisting but but well the fact that he doesn't have an eye <laughs> so i guess he does physical limitations too but uh but right with steve i mean steve was just dying to fight the nazis and he just was too small and skinned and finally it took it took a government project where he very well could have been killed or deformed and uh, to make a super soldier that that got him his in right and yeah. you know it's very easy for us to uh because it's superheroes and 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 he's he's because he became Captain America, we're like, oh, what an awesome origin story! But it's really actually pretty fucked up, right? Like it's like <laughs> like he basically agreed to wildly uh, experimental procedures that likely would have, you know, should have killed him or 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 done bad to him for the sake of of, of fighting in a war, and and it it all worked out for Steve, right? He got to be Cap, but like it very easily couldn't have and this is kind of the other side of it right and i i to get to the the time jump uh bobby has been um passed around uh you know foster homes living on his own and he goes and um enlists in uh 
Uncle Sam's Army. Uh, and, and the recruiting officer is Sergeant Elias McFarlane, um, a man who followed in his father's footsteps. He, he decided to uh, serve his country. And he's uh, another atypical character because at the time, we're talking, um, what, early 60s, uh, uh, a relatively high-ranking um, man in the service, more often than not, they weren't black, right? There, there's, there's, there's that still that, that, that air of prejudice in this time. Uh, but Elias is a, a good man, and uh, he um, realizes that this kid has no family, no future, no um, prospects. So he uh, calls up uh, Major Roth and says, you know what, uh, I think we got a candidate for that thing you told me to watch out for. And um, he, he bas Elias basically sells Bobby, not sells, but uh, uh, in initiates Bobby into the Project Prometheus, where he's, um, long story short, transformed into a monstrosity. Uh, the super, whatever the what you want to call it, super soldier uh, process, uh, which was created by the Germans in you know the the, the character of Doctor Oscar Friedrich, um, wasn't so successful because he's uh, he's gigantic, he's almost uh, incapable of of thought. Uh, to in a sense, he's just a um, a, a freak. He, he's he's not even almost not even human anymore. Um, and this this the, the fact that um, Elias fed this kid to the wolves in a sense eats away at him. He loses it. He goes. Um, he he withdraws and he, and he and he retreats to the past and he remembers things. Uh, or tries to remember things, and, he, and, and uh, of all things, there was uh, something written in an old comic book that he's looking for. He's down in the basement. He's going through all these comic books at the expense of his family. His wife and his two kids are, are uh, in a sense, separated from him because he, he's in a different world. And uh, he's look, desperately looking for this, this, this scrap of, of scribble in a comic book and why well it turns out um he he met janet in the past and he thought she was an angel she was the the, the sun was shining through her hair and she was uh at that time you know it was frowned upon for for blacks to fraternize with whites especially black children right to and, and it, winter smith illustrates this perfectly when when jack who's an upstanding dude pulls up and is like, was that kid bothering you? Like, that's the first thing on his mind. Not, not you know, the the completely innocuous meeting of, of two human beings. No, was that kid bothering you? Like, it, it just shows that how racism, you may not be cognizant of it, but it's instilled into into groups of people or, or, or generations of people. They could be racist without even knowing it. I think that was that was the one um, way that that Windsor Smith says, "Yeah, this character is not entirely perfect. Um, he may be the, the knight in shining armor, but I'm going to you know show that you know he is human. And he's capable of mistakes and 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 you know stupidity 
and uh, that, that and it's just one little panel that could bother you. Like what? Um, and she scribbled something in the paper in the comic, and he he finds it, um, and it triggers things. And th- this is where uh, the Stephen King angle comes in because Elias has I want I want to call it the shine, like from The Shining, where mm-hmm. where he's very perceptive. He, he, his grandmother uh, had it, uh, he has it, and uh, as it turns out, his daughter Nina has it. This little tiny baby girl, she's probably one of the smartest characters in the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the, it's hard to explain. It's not a, it's not a direct communication with, with dead people, but it spans like like quarks. How quarks can communicate over vast distances. Well, these characters can communicate with souls across. I don't know if you want to call it dimensions or realms, but um, they're privy to information they should not know, and they can they can. Uh, interact with events at which they aren't present <laughs> to put it bluntly like their whether it's their their soul form or their 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 uh life essence i don't know what to call it uh but they got the shine right they he um elias knows things he can he can he can perceive and experience things in places where he's not is that a good way to describe it? I mean, it's just it, it's the, the whole process is very very strange. I mean, you pick it up immediately when Windsor Smith illustrates it um, over the course of panels, but to describe it, it's it, it's it's almost as if they're hmm, their cognitive presence, their their the 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 electrical impulses that creates who we are. Uh, that can go somewhere else. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's cognitive. It's it's yeah. It's, it's loosely defined psychic powers. It seems like. Yeah. But but she yeah, manifests. Right. She manifests herself like like Ghost Ben. Yeah. And and yeah. and at crucial events in the story like and she can mm-hmm. she can change the course of what's happening like that's not just brain power that's something else i i don't i don't have a word for it but um but these these characters have it and the wife bessie she is a god-fearing woman and she is not having any of it that's bullshit she doesn't say bullshit because she's very proper that's close enough yeah and she's She's, uh, Tom is, or not Tom, sorry, Elias is um, not a believer. And that is one of the things I like best about the book, because it is not theistic at all. When uh, we eventually get to see characters who have passed over, there's no clouds, there's no harps, there's no, you know, bearded guy with long hair and sandals. It's very, this is not where we were, this is another place. And there's no theistic slant to it at all. And I thought that was awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. You believe what you want to believe. You know, he's not... Nobody... The author is not mocking anything. He's not dictating any beliefs one way or the other. He's These are people who... These feel like people who exist in the real world. It, it's There are people at the... We know people like this. We are people like this. So it's... Yeah. it's it, it, it just... It works within it. It just... if if Especially when... The end was a bit of a twist for me. I kind of wasn't expecting it, but it works in the context of the rest of the book. But it's it it is one of those. It's it it. But yeah, I don't want to screw up what what what, what you're saying, it's, But no, it, it is. Yeah, Elias is is like so many people I know, and and he's he's married to somebody who believes like so many people I know, and right. it's it just. It works within the story. I don't even know what to call it. The, the The theistic cosmology of this narrative is not grounded in and the word of God was good and then everything created out of out of this this uh, supernatural being poof made everything. That the afterlife in this book is is like two circles intersecting. You have the the living world and the non-living i don't even want to call it non-living the 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 place where living expired people or expired essences go and the two circles intersect right where they overlap and you get that 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 uh penne shape in the middle where you know the, the two worlds come together and it's 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 refreshing that there's no there's no uh, agenda with at least that part of the book. The, maybe that is his agenda. Maybe he wants to say, you know, we're 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 all just energy and we'll continue, and it has nothing to do with anything else other than, you know, the energy and who you are and, and what you've. But there's no mention of reincarnation in the book, which was also nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, where were we? I don't know how deep we should go into this. Um, and one one of my um, one of my absolute favorite panels is on page forty nine at the dinner table when Elias has this huge smile on his face looking at Nina because they're all kind of not mocking but 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 having a laugh at mom's expense and I I can't take my eyes off that panel. And 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 diagonally when when he makes that face to Lee, uh, I just I really like the way Barry Winston Smith draws Elias. Elias is a very brave man, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a woman you cross. No, right. No. <laughs> Speaking of of strong, she is, um, but she's very one sided. She doesn't consider that. You know, maybe there's a different way, or maybe her beliefs aren't the way things are. She doesn't take in contrasting uh, belief systems very well. You sh- you know, you, you shut your mouth. We're sitting down to listen to his story, as, as she would refer to it. But, uh, you know, she, she isn't, she may be, I don't know if closed-minded is the right 
Oh, I think that's a good, yeah, it's a very okay. good way. I but, think she but, is. But she did, she did sit out on the porch with him and she did listen to what he had to say instead of just, but at that, but it, it, it had gone on for months at that point. I mean, where it, it was beyond weeks and, and, and now it's, it's months into him basically living in the basement, going through the comics, trying to remember, trying to piece everything together, finding that newspaper article clipping, um, but you know when he's finally at his lowest point, that's when she's finally like, "Okay, I'll, you know, tell me what's on your mind." But she only lets him get so far. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she's that's she's kind of like, yeah. Like I thought that whole thing was heartbreaking because he's obviously in great distress, as he said. He's he's in like a spiral of of despair and and is completely dis, dis disengaged from his family and uh, and then it seems like okay. She's trying to to pull him out from his 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 depths, and he seems relieved because she is generally close minded that she's seemingly willing to listen. And then he starts going, and then she's like, "I, right, nah, yeah, like, I've heard I've heard enough. You're a clown." Like it's like it, it's like to me that was like heartbreaking. I'm like, oh, like like she basically just pushed him over the edge because like like she said, "No, I'm here for you, baby." And then she was like, "No, nah, no, nah, this is nonsense." I'm like, "Are you talking about this white woman again?" God damn. Yeah. So it was sort of like, "Damn." Like cuz cuz I think she comes across as a as a as a, a a woman of virtue. Like she at first it seems like, "Well, she loves her husband and and she's no nonsense and she's got a good head on her shoulders." But I I but I I think one of the things I do really appreciate about this book is that like everybody has their moment of like she's kind of a monster too. Like like I yeah. And that she's just not supportive, like, in his time of need. Like, she was supportive of him when he was a poster boy husband, you know? When yeah. he was a decorated, hardworking military man who was a proud black man who was able to overcome the, 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 the ceiling that would normally be in place for someone of his skin color at the time. And she was really proud of him for who he was. But it seemed like when the chips, when the chips were all in and, and things were fucked up, she was like, she had no time for him. She was just like, like basically, like, like strap one on, like be a man, like, like, I, and I, and I understand again in the times maybe that was the way a woman who was strong-willed would have reacted, like, no nonsense, but, but that's not what he needed, right? Like that's certainly not what he he needed from from his partner at that in that moment, and I just thought, oh, that's that's heartbreaking to me. That was a heartbreak, like, that whole his 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 journey. I think is just it's just sad. I mean. I, mean, I guess a lot of the book is sad, but it's like, man. Yeah, it's, I, I think he he did what he did. Uh, he tried to right the wrongs he perpetrated, and I guess in that sense, you could say he's a bit of a monster uh, as well because he just offered this this kid up to this yeah, this yeah. this project like a sacrificial lamb, you know. Um, well, and that's the thing, right? Because that's why I say like the institutions get bastardized because he, I mean, he had buyer's remorse the second he did it. Right, but he also was a soldier, and a soldier's job is to follow orders. So he was following explicit orders, right? Like if you come across one of these jabrones, reach out to us and let us know, and we'll take care of it. And he did exactly as he was ordered, which isn't, I think, something that one would view as evil. Or, but then, like he immediately thinks, like, "Fuck!" Like, is being a part of this and following those orders, like I, I just did a villainous thing, you know? And and I think that that's an that's an existential crisis in and of itself when you realize that you're your lot in life and, and i think that's something that gets back to soldiers and, and the decisions they have to make to whether it be you know to kill and and, and to keep for their just to keep themselves alive or because that's against the enemy or there's a mission 
but also it's not just that. I mean, you could send that to what's going on now with, uh, you know, we're, this this is the, fortunately, the week, one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. But it's like I was reading that and thinking, oh, you know, I mean, think of how many people that are in institutions like, like the police state, right? They they follow orders, and then at some point you have to make this decision of, uh, am I am I no longer the person I want to be because I'm doing my job, because I'm doing what I'm told to do. And that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing for anyone to decide I'm going to essentially derail my career, my ability to make a living, ability to support my family, because the institution that I've pledged my career to is asking me to do things that I am not comfortable doing on a level that exceeds, you know, a moral level that exceeds my professional duties. And that's, I think that's a tough thing for any provider to make. You know, we are, we're all providers. I think it's, it's something that, you, tr- you hope you never are faced with where you have to make that moral trade-off because it's not I don't think it's as black and white as as, as a, a TV show or a movie would have you believe right because right. there are costs to, there are costs and he, he sees it immediately right like he he questions he gets he questions his decision and that 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 one moment of honest circumspection sets a course for his destruction because the the his superior is like you know gives him lip service no no yeah here i hear you yeah okay cool yeah we're gonna look into that like and then the second he's off he calls them says you know basically i want this guy buried yeah. uh, like right how dare he but i think this, ba- this baboon comes into my office right and, well uh, right. Yeah, there he darkens my door is a nazi and he doesn't know yeah. but right but but yeah yeah i think because of what he knows um because of his abilities that he entered into the equation willingly, knowingly that he was going to die because he knew that he would continue in some form because he speaks to or communes with, with that kind of, those kind of concepts all the time. So I think it was easier for him to get involved knowing that, well, if I die, you know, I die, but I'll just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I think there's a, a a great selfishness to Elias too. I mean, when you look at it from Bessie's uh, standpoint, you got the breadwinner in the basement for like months. Like, uh, all right, you have something that's very important to you. Do it and come back to reality because you have three people here that depend on you. And he just, I mean, he eventually does come out of it, but. He comes yeah. out of it knowing that it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, and that's where his wife's treatment of him, you can see it from both sides because she's sitting there holding it down all those months, weeks, months, whatever it is, saying, yeah. and, and she's probably fed up. She's like, fool, like, you got a family. Like, what Like, like, what are you doing? I mean, like, take a hold of yourself. And, and there's, there's merit to that viewpoint, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, and, and I, it probably depends on the kind of person you are too, right? Like, like, I, I'm with you, but I, I understood, I had empathy for where, for what a dark place he must have been in, but the idea of of someone that that is a provider effectively checking out for months, I was like, nah, I can't, like, like to me, like that, it's so, that's that runs so anathema to, to how I am wired that i you know i just, I just was like oh i this guy's i i lost in the i didn't I, 
I don't want to say I was condemning him, but I'm like, oh, man, like, what are you doing, dude? You know, like. Yeah. Elias is, was every bit as consumed with his agenda as Tom was with what happened to him overseas. Right. right. So, yeah, I, I think if you if you put those two uh, facets of the, the, the narrative on a scale, I think they pretty much balance out. It's not that Elias is bloodthirsty or murderous like Tom, but just the the um the levels to which they sunk because of something interacting with their their uh their minds right the, uh, the elias was relentless he had to come to this thing had to come to a conclusion he had to right his wrong well Tom was the same way. Who's to say that the character post World War II was not the real character, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, the real uh, person on in, inside the 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 body. Um, since David mentioned favorite panel, I have a favorite panel. It's on page ninety-seven, middle right-hand side. Bobby behind the the chain link fence. Oh. I freaking love that panel. I I can't explain it, and I don't think uh, I would want to uh, try because again, some things are unspoken or uh, are not able to to be um, encapsulated in words. That panel does something to me. The 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 pupil and the whites, the white of the eye. On the the left side, it's just this panel is amazing. It's so freaking confident, mm-hmm. like that. You know, that's I gotta. I hope one day we can interview Windsor Smith and and ask him what happened to you on Thanksgiving. Did you have a really bad Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> there, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is a very dark day for a lot of people in this book, and it's like, well, what's up with Thanksgiving, man? Yeah. It's so apparently July fourteenth, tomorrow's is shipping comic book creator issue number twenty five, mm-hmm. which is uh, dedicated to Barry Windsor Smith and his creation of monsters. Yes indeed. Yeah. I wish that they came out simultaneously. They yeah. I think they were supposed to, but this was this was delayed. This was pushed back. Um it was supposed to I think come out before April originally, which is, and then it would have been timed with the uh, the comic book creator because because I they were both in the same previews and and yeah. I ordered them both and uh, and it's weird that um, that this even though it was the later didn't come out when it was originally supposed to still got here before the magazine but uh, but no I can't I, I I can't wait to get that issue. Hopefully there'll be secrets. Uncovered, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, but again, to get back to the uh, the dovetailing or the intersecting um, lives of these people, uh, unknown to Elias, right? The uh, the thing, the incident that made um, Friedrich uh, who he became, he actually killed Elias's father. And it's very disturbing, so I won't go into yeah. detail. But 
um, yeah, it's again, it's it's the the tendrils of the past reaching into the future. It's almost as if time is negligible in this book uh, because you have Janet interacting with Elias, um, Jack. Uh, in, in, in interacts with Janet, and then later in the book he interacts with with Bobby. It's, I mean, it's it's insane how many of the 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 storylines touch upon each other or the characters. Uh, it's almost as if um, you got the the old Tarantino method, how you have a, a, an event happening in the foreground, and there's characters in the background doing something that will eventually impact the characters in the foreground. It's it's a neat technique. Uh, it's tidy, which um, <laughs> is not the way the world works. Uh, maybe not, but I think it was very effective in this book. Yeah. The other one I was a little surprised about was um, was Roth. We don't. Uh, he's really got no connection to the past. Um, other than, other than being the devil that that. Uh, yeah, I mean he's 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 got he's he's got plenty of screen time being the piece of shit that he is. But I I um, when we you know I was I was I was looking at trying to get everybody's names as as when, when they get to Germany to see if maybe you know one of them was Roth and um, but which and again you know that's sometimes things are just coincidental. But uh, thinking about it and and we were just talking about. Elias's story. The, the the book is kind of, um, which also helps with it not being linear. Is is that it, it's we're almost we almost have like chapters. It's it's because because Elias's story when that ends, it kind of picks up um, mm-hmm. with 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 Janet's stories and and uh, her 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 part in Bobby's life, and then um, after Tom gets home, uh, we we get the 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 flashback to to the end of the war but but it's and that wasn't something i really noticed until we were just talking about this tonight because it's not so apparent it's not like there are chapters there are no chapter headings it's 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 a straightforward story for the most part but uh but yeah there are parts that you know characters do just when 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 characters kind of meet their end we kind of just very subtly slide into the next characters part in the uh in this play uh oscar dies pretty early in the book yet he's a a a constant presence throughout the whole thing and it was it 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 was a nice um it was a nice it was it was i appreciated the bookend of oscar's life ending thanks to bessie and a, a, a McFarland, who, of course, he Oscar kills a McFarland. So it was, it was, it was poetic justice. It was all it. It. it this. Yeah. You meant Nina. Yes, Nina's. Yeah. You said Bessie. I did say Bessie. Yeah, yeah. Nina. Um, it's. Uh, but no, that was it. 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 It just. It wasn't Nina's hands. It was her doing. But still, it was. Um, it was. Because just like Elias felt his dad um, dying, uh, Nina did as well. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's see that thing is fa- the 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 shine, for lack of a better term, is fascinating. She possessed that gunner. 
Yep. She made him like, how is that even possible that that you can interact with another psyche to make them blow the guts out of out of one of their commanding officers? It's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, um, and I I think um, the uh, what was I thinking? Oh, the dinner at the end with the German soldiers and scientists. That is pure Tarantino. How it starts off innocuous, a bunch of losers lamenting the fall of the Reich, and they're sitting there and they're deciding, you know, what should we do? How are we going to get out of this? Well, we have to kill ourselves. Hell no! Fuck them orders. We're not going to do that. Here's, let's make a plan. And it's they're all drinking cognac probably and smoking cigars and and eating and having a grand old time, and it quickly descends into a bloodbath. Like I I thought, it, it that to me was was quintessential. Tarantino, how it just one minute everything is peaches and cream, it, it, except for the fact that you know you're on the losing team, um, yeah. but then all of a sudden, whoop, straight down to shithole. Uh, people getting their their heads blown off, um, people getting sodomized. <laughs> it's like what human nature, man. Humans go to human. Uh, and it's not the only instance of sodomy in the book. No. It's no. like, what? No, yeah. But, and, and... Well, Barry's an older dude, you know? Maybe he's got some old school... I know. guess. I don't but know. did you, did, and, and this is not a favorite panel, but did you notice, um, towards the, towards the end, after the dinner, um, before Oscar is saved, um, when he is fighting Hans, his, who I'm going to just assume is his lover um during his fight with hans uh his erection yes yep and something and that's and that's another thing where it's just so it it, it's it adds to the tension it adds it it adds something it's not something that is necessarily necessary uh, or needed to 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 get the point across, but it is a little it, it's a flourish and a little flourish in Oscar's case that that it just it's it just it heightens it and 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 it was one of those things where it's like I I, I doff my cap to you sir it, it, it I who who would like he he's not just coming up with these characters and and these despicable people, but my man is as as you know you've. You can read other stories about other killers and, and things like that, but he is he is aroused at 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 whether it's because he's he's overcoming someone stronger than him or because he is beating his lover or whatever reason. But but you know here's just here's here's this guy in this fight, but you know he's still gonna he, he's still he's got his emotions running high and and that's that is. Something I appreciate. I just it, it 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 takes this book just kicks it up another notch. Well, I think it's it's almost literal. He he literally has a hard on for death. Right? He's got yeah. he, he, look what he did to to, to those people, yeah. and and he sees his his uh, lover. I guess we can assume that burned and the skin falling off his hands and he, all the pain he's in and he you know he, he and and the bloodshed and he gets aroused like that's that's animalistic right 
uh, you know, the, the, the saliva that starts to drip when, when, you know, the animal goes for the throat. It's like, ugh, this, this, is a, this is a monster, as it says in the title. But, yeah, um, it's no secret. Uh, I think the best character in the book is Janet. I love this woman. Uh, she's a, a sweet little gal. Uh, and the things that happen to this lady, it, it just it's, it's heartbreaking. The, uh, the, the scene with the kiss in the rain was the yin to the yang where Jack is holding her after she died. That was... That that panel's devastating. It's it's just you know you can't put into words to to see this guy's future, both of their futures. Right? She doesn't have one anymore, at least not on this in this realm. But he he wanted nothing more than to be with her, and I think they would be awesome together, right? Um, and and he's cradling her her dead body, and it's just like everything's done for this guy. He's finished. He has nothing, nothing left now. That's she was the one thing. Well, I, I don't want to make it sound like she's a possession. Being with her was the one thing he wanted for the rest of his life, and now, at, at, with that sequence, he, he he'll never get it. I don't want to spoil the ending. No, yeah, no, 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 we won't. Um, yeah, that 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 whole that whole event uh, at 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 dinner um, was was. That was rough. Ridiculous. Um, Protracted, extended bloodshed. <laughs> and just, I, uh, I, I knew something was up when the scene shifted into um, <laughs> Janet and the, the, the sister-in-law. And I was like, he's spending a lot of time. But you could still hear, in quotes, mm -hmm. the stuff going on out in the other room. Like, why don't you try and take a swing at me, you punk? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this is this is this is the tipping point. Yeah. But even and and right before that, and I don't know if if then we can consider if we can consider Janet a monster for it because it's it is. I believe it is Tom that that drove her to it, but but she does she she slaps Bobby, and you know that's not something she would have done any well, other time with anybody else. If 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 she were living happily ever after with Jack, if 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 Tom hadn't drove her to that, because well, that's of the literally way he's been treating her. It's. I think it's apparent she's not even speaking in her own voice. She's speaking in his voice. This, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, his his madness seeped into her. She just broke at that point and and all of the 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 psychic crap that he was projecting, it just leached into her and she became something other than herself. She'd never hit the kid. She was she was reticent, a reticent, sorry, reticent. Reticent after after she did it she was extremely embarrassed and 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 shattered well, she, was, she wasn't yeah she was shattered herself You're yeah just, this is, and they, i, what, I what think Tom been doing? bobby knew it he he knew it this is this is not the lady that or the woman that uh raised me and i love and and were were bonded that's not this person this is the assholes doing this is him and 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 madness and, is contagious seeing 
Yeah. Ask a Republican. (laughs) Seeing seeing Bobby looking at at Jack following the events, just 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 hoping for some acknowledgement or you know or or since he's being taken away, um, that was that 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 entire thing was tough. But I mean, but but the part that that really was was getting to me that that was putting the lump in my throat was um was was thanksgiving dinner with, with, with bobby sitting there He's cutting it between bobby the physically appearing monster and and little oh that was bobby great boy yeah I'm, just like, I'm like i i it, it, it's fucking killing me it's, yeah it's like i it's it just said again like the timelines are not constant in this book they overlap now, I think that the, I thought it was brilliant that he did that. The Bobby's entering the house, coming up the steps, and this giant hulk of a of a of a thing, and he's like, "Oh, come on. hi, Bobby, come on, sit down." Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? This is insane. Uh, but yeah, it's just that the 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 events were time was irrelevant. They over they overlapped and overlaid on each other. It was it was a wonderful way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the depiction of Bobby is fascinating because if you think about that this started off as a as a Hulk origin, I mean, Bobby as the monster is is essentially just a vessel for mm-hmm. innocent victims. Uh, he, I mean, th- th- he doesn't really have a place in the book other than as the as the um, icon of, of 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 victimization. I mean, he does, he, you know, in, in spite of being this hulking monstrosity that seemingly he, he doesn't even get a a hero arc moment right like he, he doesn't have a moment during the war where he gets to beat up not like there's nothing like he just he's just there he's just there in 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 his form suffering until the end there's not really there, there's there's no arc for him other than just as the as the the thing that that takes all of the 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 evils that all of these other monsters bestow upon innocence. Well, I think he's the nucleus. He's he's the the, the he's center. The he's the center point around which all these these events revolve. Yeah, but I mean, but he does. But he's almost like a thing more than a person. I mean, there's well, just not much to him other than to be the receptacle of all of that. Right. Right. Well, the center the center point doesn't move. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, he while he does change. The the character of Bobby is the thing that draws Elias into the book. It's the thing that draws Roth into the book, and and obviously Janet and 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 Tom and and Friedrich, like all these characters, their actions spiral in or out of Bobby's story. Without him, you just have a bunch of disconnected. St- things right he's the linchpin uh, is he important to the story yes and no yes because none of the narratives would happen but he, we don't really get a sense of the character of bobby at all because yeah. he's, he's too young uh in the early parts or, or in the the sequences that happen um leading up to his indoctrination into project uh, i was going to say pegasus um, Prometheus, Prometheus. Um, and then after that happens, I mean, after his father beats the shit out of him, part of his mind is gone, and then it's just 
gets even worse after he's transformed. So mm-hmm. you don't really, and it's that that's amazing that you don't really get a sense of who this kid was. Not at least not to the extent of all the other characters, right? Elias is much more real than Bobby. Oh, for sure. And so is Janet, and even and so is Janet, yeah. and so is Tom, right? But. Uh, even even Roth is is a more vividly depicted character than right. than Bobby. So, but Bobby is important. It's just yeah. that the, right. The, that's what I mean. He's important as a as a plot device. Right. But uh, what we, we know, know about Bobby the kid. I mean, the he person. has no friends. Uh, the only thing we everything we know about young Bobby is through his mother's lens. Is is right. His, right. Writing in the diary and 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 just yeah, because or him him you know. He's got the the potato gun, or he, which of course you know, shoots potatoes. How do you shoot potatoes? And and it would it was a great experience. That was also, so cute, was, wasn't it? And, 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 why, why would you want to like, shoot a potato? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's how do you shoot? What's a pea shooter shoot? So it's it's, um, but you absolutely and and it's weird that I feel what I feel for Bobby, and it's all through the little bit you see through that one good eye that's still left after he's mutated in, right. in, into this hulking beast. And, and it's like, it's like I, and, or, or he's, he is, he's starting to, you know, he, he, he's, he's trying to sob when he's reliving his mother slapping him. And, and it's like, my fucking God, like why, how, how are lines on a page right. making me feel like this? one word magic. It's friggin' magic. All right, I think we should move on. Uh, if we haven't given them enough incentive to read this by now, I don't think anything's going to. Uh, once again, this was the uh, book of the month, uh, Barry Windsor Smith's Monsters. You can get it from Fanographics, of course. It is, um, I think it's pretty essential. Uh, like Dap says, uh, I have no reservations against uh, shelving this on the same uh, level as as uh, Watchmen. I'm not saying it's better or as good as Watchmen, but in terms of, of, of resonance and impact and and just consummate artistic skill, this book is, is a must-buy. So uh, if I'm you don't... i stick ha- it right next to Asterios Polyp. Oh, that's a good one. I th- yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's fitting. There you go. I would if I could fit it on if, if that shelf was taller. <laughs> but that, that's a good one. I like that. Nice. So get your asses out there and get it. Hope we didn't reveal too many of the secrets. No, no, no. No, we'll when when um we'll on Twitter, on the Slack, everywhere we'll 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 make sure that we, we that since we didn't say it at the start of the episode if you've already been listening, but for those of you who download this but actually read the show notes or the description, uh we'll make sure to say that there are spoilers within just so that, you know we didn't we didn't give everything away, but we may have we, we may color your yeah. perception or, or your paint 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 the picture before you go in and and that's that's never what i would i never want to do that especially if it's something like this that i think you should experience it um without any uh filters by us but um yeah it you absolutely must read this yeah buy it for janet she would have wanted it that way she so would have oh. yep right on yeah, I mean, a really good book of the month. I mean, you know. It's, it's, I think this is one of the best books of the month because... It, and I knew it would be after reading it because, it, and again, not even because the, we all liked it, but 
more because it, it it's a book that invites conversation you know like sometimes we we've done books of the month that that through no fault of of the voters or or, or us nominating the book i mean they they just are what they are they're just a story to be read and and in many cases reread and and uh, unless we're going to recap issue by issue plot there's just not a lot to discuss beyond that and that's fine it doesn't mean something can't be fun um you know, I just rewatched Fast and Furious one and two with Holden, and you know those movies are what they are. It's not like uh, I'm, it's not like I'm getting some deeper meaning of life watching them, but um, but yeah, this this is just there's so many layers to this book, and so many aspects that you can come at it from that I just think it invites great conversation. Right. It's a, I think it's a quintessential uh, subject for a book of the month type thing. I don't find a whole lot of value uh, these days in in going in then an issue two. Captures yeah. the shield. No, I, agree. I agree. yeah, like let them read the book. Know, our listeners can let us know if they disagree, but I feel like that's it's tough to make that for a compelling, compelling audio experience. Yeah. And then D Man jumps into the pool. Yeah. Um, if you want to rel- if you want to relay a certain panel or passage because it's funny or it's a, a particular page is illustrative of it, but that but right but the. The, the scene by scene recap, like it's an audio book, just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I won't tell him to his face, but this is the way Chris wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is exactly the way Chris wanted it. <laughs> but so there we go. Uh, what else do we have, people? Uh, we have something new from Image that. Uh, oh, is... I, I hope Jason read it. I mean, it's on my list. I don't see it on yours, Vince, but... Oh, is it on mine? It might not be on mine. It's on yours. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, because it was on mine, and then... Vince oh, I forgot to put it. Night, yeah, I forgot then, to yeah. put it. It is on my list. Um, we all read, again... Wow, this is another uh, triple header. We all read, from Image Comics, uh, the first issue. We were kind enough to be given a preview copy of this. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, I know at least I've talked about it in my previews video, uh, touted this thing. We've, uh, it was our selection for, uh, spotlight selection for DCBS when the first issue was solicited. It is written by Doug Wagner, illustrated by Daniel Hilliard. Awesome, amazing color by Dave Stewart. Redundant, right? It's vinyl, number one. And, uh, well, I guess it's just going to be a bloody week because this issue was dripping with the red stuff. Yeah, it really was. What'd you... And, well, I, I, it's interesting because one of the things I think you said that you made the mention that we we received a review copy. What's interesting about this is that uh, it's no secret we, we get access to, we are provided by Image, uh, the vast majority of their catalog to review. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're so interested every every week, um, very grateful for that. And every now and then, usually, I mean, it's it's generally. It, I mean, I haven't done a scientific audit of this, but it seems like usually the things we don't get provided a copy of are Kirkman stuff. Right. Yeah. There might be a few other things, but it seems like generally speaking, we get everything Image does, save for the Skybound stuff, and then it's usually like oh. Uh, review copies available upon request type of thing. Yeah. 
They did that right. with Geiger also, but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so right. So, so like probably some of the bigger name creators that maybe specifically say, "Hey, I don't want, I don't want the copies out there, whatever." Right. Which we can get it. Probably not worth having a discussion, but that's the silliest thing ever because, as we know, that the, the, uh, providing image providing access to legitimate view copies for for shows is is in or or not providing them is in no way, shape, or form going to keep them from being available to those that want them right. illicitly. But anyway, um, but what's interesting about this is that. Um, Kat Salazar, who uh, I'm actually going to look up her title because I don't know her title offhand. She is the director of PR and marketing. So she's like the boss of all the people that handle PR and image. She, um, years ago, when we first got hooked up with the image review, she was the one who would send us the, the review copies. And then I think she's moved up the ranks. So she's the boss boss now of that stuff. And, 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 and it doesn't even have it really ever touched that. So it's interesting that every now and then she specifically solicits um, a review. Like, you know, she, she'll, we, the way it works normally for those that don't know is we get, we along with every, anybody else that's on the list, essentially accomplished, get an email from uh, these days, Andrew Fitzgerald. Andrew, yeah. And it says, Hey, you know, here, here's this week's books. And it's a, a it's a, it's an online cloud service that we click through and we're enabled to. And, uh, and they do that. So you can, you know, they know who's, who's reading it, who's downloading it, that sort of thing. Um, and it's all the books. And, and then, and then, like I said, every now and then there is, there's a book that's excluded. Uh, but, but in this case, uh, Kat sent an email to the, uh, to all of us directly saying, Hey, um, I'm sending along this review copy of vinyl number one and with a little pitch. And she said, you know, and, and I, Appreciate your thoughts, and also, uh, you know, if you're so inclined, you know, creators are available and all that. So, um, and, and then what was interesting is is so that's unusual. And then we we had, we availed ourselves of that. We we we, re- we read the PDF, and then I got a follow up email from her directly saying, "Hey, let me know what you think." So I, I don't know if if this is a case of a book she just feels really strongly about. I don't know. Um, I don't know why this book is getting the the, the special push. But I do find it interesting because Pat Cat generally doesn't doesn't push specific books in this way. Right. So, well, I'm being re- extremely respectful to the creators on this book because usually when we highlight a book, I'll pull five or six pages and put them up in the gallery for the pertinent episodes or the relevant episodes. And in this case, I'm just putting the cover up because okay. I, I don't want. Uh, any of the, I, I don't want to step on any toes by revealing pages before this thing actually arrives in stores, uh, because I think I think it's wonderful, but it's also extremely shocking stuff. Right. I was going to say, and, and to be clear, the this first issue isn't isn't hitting the stands till June twenty third, so a full month from now. And in the solicit from Cat, it does say that um, any review should be spoiler free. So. But we, we have to, yeah, we have to set it up. Um, what, so what is vinyl about? Uh, well, at the core, uh, th- there is a character with a penchant for uh, vinyl music. Um, turns out there's a, an FBI agent who is approaching retirement age by the name of Daniel. And he has cozied up to a man um, the Bureau suspects of being a, a, a serial killer, a killer. Uh, his name's Walter. And as the book opens, you get a meeting between, um, they meet in this open air um, 
like a like a, a cafe or whatever. And um, Daniel hates Walter with a passion. Uh, Walter does not feel the same way <laughs> about about Daniel. Walter thinks Daniel's his buddy, <laughs> and um, uh, Walter's wired. And we have uh, another agent, um, Ruiz, listening to their interaction. And Daniel brings Walter a vinyl record. And he slaps it on the table. And I took uh, great pains to find out, um, if I didn't know by the lyrics, I would have known by the label. It's Robert Johnson's Come On In My Kitchen. A choice cut. Hmm. And... Uh, Walter thinks Daniel's giving him a present. He's like, whoa, that's for me. That's awesome. Uh, but while, uh, Daniel has ulterior motives because the significance of the record is it features a song that was reportedly heard playing repeatedly at the site of a recent vicious double homicide. And um, this is where the book just flies off the rails. Um Daniel's interrogation is is cut short by the arrival of a uh, a blonde bombshell named uh, Madeline, and uh, Dennis and Madeline uh, have a shared past because Dennis put Madeline's son away, um, had him incarcerated because uh, Madeline's son is 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 a killer as well, uh, but Madeline owns. Uh, a sunflower farmer, at least the, Madeline is the head of a cult, and they're they're they stay at this at this heavily fortified um, sunflower farm. <laughs> it's it's a it's a crazy compound, but um, Madeline uh, has Daniel or Dennis's uh, sorry Daniel's daughter. Uh, she's going to be indoctrinated into the cult and be the receptacle for her murderous son's sperm. And Daniel's like, no, no, uh-uh, no way. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give myself up in exchange for my daughter. And uh, Walter's just sitting there during the whole time. He's like, oh, what, he, like he's he's doesn't know what's going on and um, takes steps to ensure the livelihood of his buddy. Let's just put it that way. There is a lot of of slashing and bleeding and 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 killing in this book and shooting and dying and it's it's, it's insane how much mayhem is in this thing. It, 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 the issue goes by relatively quickly. You have to pay attention to what's going on. But um, the opening scene is just fucked up <laughs> beyond all measure. I I was like, uh, wait a minute, because the the scene the scene quickly changes, um, and then the the narrative switches to um, a, a past event and and remains there for the rest of the book. So you don't really know how the um, the opening sequence relates to everything. I mean, you, you know, um, but it, it, it seems that that Walter likes to wear a teddy bear mask when he when he does his thing. It's just, I, I, 
I loved it. I, I thought it was it was wonderful. But you know me, I like the transgressive stuff. And this is definitely that. Like there are body parts flying, there's <laughs> uh but um you know who I got um when Madeline entered the picture? I what was Stallone's uh wife named? Bridget Bridget Nielsen. Ne- Bridget Nielsen. I got a strong Bridget Nielsen vibe from her. I mean, she's she's out in public, and she's got this flowing, sheer um, dress thing on, and it's cut down to her belly button, and her her breasts are like almost flying out in public. I mean, it's it's beautifully rendered. Um, that that's the one thing that uh, the the takeaway, aside from the body parts and the bloodshed, the illustration is just amazing. I, I mean, I thought I was in love with uh, Hilliard. After plastic, this is this is like ten notches above that, and it's only it's the first. It's only the first issue. Like what? Yeah, it was. It, I wasn't surprised at all that I was going to love it, but it was just so filling. And I'll put it that way: it, it gave me everything I wanted in a first issue. Um, mysteries, carnage, a uh, little bit of the sexiness. Uh, just uh, a lot of question marks. I, I thought it was really, really great. I liked it a lot. I really did. It, it's, it's it's a great first issue. I am so looking forward to seeing how the rest of the story um, plays out. I I know who my favorites are. Uh, I am um, yeah. I'm I'm just really. I, I, I knew it was going to be a little nutty, and it is, and it's exactly what I was kind of looking for, and um, it, it's going to be a fun five issues. That wasn't very vague, was it? Not at all. <laughs> no, it was not. No, I mean, you pretty much, you, you pretty much. Uh, uh, I just got your message, I just saw yeah. the, the message after. Yeah, I figured that. It's like, my man is excited. Uh, my man's up in it. Well, I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should I take the that? The difference between an advanced solicit and a, and a review copy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how much of a line drawn that uh, that is or not. I'm not sure. Well, I think the excitement in my voice is is palpable that people will be like, wow, this sounds great. I'm going to have to check it out. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But vague it was not. (laughs) Sorry, Kat. I just loved it so much. There we go. I think think in the spirit of that, I think we're all right. Okay. I mean, in the solicit, it mentions a tale of psychopaths, sweet love, serial killers, and sunflower farmers. So I, I, you know, I, Right, and it's, everything's on the cover. <laughs> it's all there. Yeah, it's I all there. Check to make sure I wanted to make sure that I did see the teddy bear mask on the cover. I was like, all right, yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> like in a scoos. Right. I, I, it, like, I, 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 I almost don't make good books. I won't be happy about them. Blame Seriously, blame, blame my head, not my heart. I almost dislike the fact that this is a mini series. Right. Well, it's well, but like I mean, plastic was a mini. Right. It's just seems yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to know that they didn't abandon that universe, though, because it was a you know, plastic was a weird book, a quirky book that could have easily been something they never revisited. So, 
Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the next iteration called Pleather. That's going to be a great Back. series. <laughs> I said, yes. Uh. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, if you have a list or, or uh, a whiteboard that you remind yourself to buy books, or uh, just make sure you write vinyl number one on it from mm-hmm. Image mm-hmm. Comics. You got to get it. I mean, we, we pumped the shit out of this last month. Uh, yeah. So... You've been forewarned. You have a lot. You had a lot of, of warning on this book. So don't I, don't sleep on it. I presume since it's not on either of your lists, now that you had a chance this week to read uh, the last run of number three. No, you're not going to talk about it, are you? No. All I'm going to say is that I I I think it started off with a bang, and it's uh-oh. I don't know. I'll wait for you guys to read it, but I. I I felt like the third issue was a lot of going nowhere fast. I love you, but I think you should shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read it yet. I, mean, I, I had it. I, I had it in my um, had it in my hand at the shop because they they since I already get the ongoing, they throw in the um, the extras. But I I gave it back to them since it's already it, it, it's coming in my next box and I was like you know because mm-hmm. because I know they have people looking for it so I'm like and I told them with the second issue I wasn't I wasn't on the list for for last Ronin so um, I was tempted to to at least flip through it but I was like no no let somebody else see this un, untouched but I am I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it but um, I yeah. forgot to pre-order Strange Adventures number ten for some Ooh, reason that's rough and uh, I uncharacteristically our friends at dcb service couldn't add it to my list after the fact because like i guess it was too late too late because it came out actually on stands this week so i'm hoping and we go to uh see your boy uh, v- uh lord varus uh in a few days <laughs> that, that, uh, he'll, have, he'll have a copy on the stands i can uh well, i'll send him a text tomorrow see if they do oh, he's, he's got him on speed dial I do. I have I, I have the owner and, and the manager on speed on text. Yeah, um, I love it. Are different. Like there's a there's an LCS in my grocery store shopping center has been for about probably close to two years now because it opened up before the pandemic, and uh, so I, I walk within one foot of the entrance of that door two or three times a week, and I've never once even had. The remotest inkling to walk in and say hello or see what they have. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing in that store that I don't already own if I want to own it. Like, I don't from sure of it. Like, that I didn't get cheaper than he's going to charge me. Like, I just, I, I'm so non LCS. <laughs> I have just no interest in the, 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 the Well, the, I will uh, have to edit some of this episode right now. <laughs> why? That's coming out. You got to be LCS. <laughs> it's like I want them to thrive. In it. I'm saying I personally, as a I consumer, get, get no joy out of it. That's all. I know. It, as far as um, the Strange Adventures um, incident, it, there there does seem to be something going on with um, with DC fulfilling some order. So I, I mean, it, obviously, if Lunar doesn't have it, because um, that was a case. Order it. I mean, I, so I can't say this wasn't like they they they, they shorted me. I, I just forgot to. Ask. Right. No, just I know. But for them not to be able to, to to get it, it because there's um, I didn't get the uh, the the previous issue of of Justice League, and and they had um, they had shorted the rift, and when uh, when my man asked about it, 
they there wasn't a song and dance or anything but it was just it, it was more like a oh yeah you didn't get that dot 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 like there was no like you know we're gonna try to make it right or just a second printing come or anything like that it was just like yeah you're right you didn't get it and that was it <laughs> so it's just like you know thanks dude appreciate it good looking out helping put out your stores it's good but um so yeah but it just it's it's i don't um but Batman thrives in this shop. I mean, Batman thrives everywhere. But I mean, yeah, it, 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 he'd be happy if all he did was if all DC published was was Batman stuff. But um, would you take a look at the recent Marvel previews? No, I haven't seen. I, it it, it appears it seems to me like there's thirty spider based books out there. Well, there's that new Sinister Six thing. There's a ton of them, and it's like, uh, oh my god! Well, I mean, there's six symbio books every month now. I, I mean. It's right. Well, I'm I'm counting that in. It, I know. I'm saying, yeah. but that alone, like there, there's a whole pocket. There's as many symbiote books on the stands. There, there are more symbiote books on the stands every month than there are uh, Superman books. Uh, you pick other than Batman. It's it's probably the only. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I've never sampled them, so I can't I can't speak to the quality of them. But that's a lot of spider books, man. And and it yeah. just seems like. I'm not going to pick on Marvel, but I'm going through the previews and I'm like, World War She-Hulk. Okay. Uh, there's a clone saga going on in the Miles Morales book. Yeah. All right. Like, uh, The Last Annihilation. It just seems like we're we're on this treadmill where, where this stuff keeps cropping up every so often. It's like, do, I, I, again, I haven't read any of it, but... Do we? Well, everything old is new again. I know, and, it, but it's distressing. It really is. They, you have there are people who want you know there are some writers who want to tell their particular story. They want to tell their mutant massacre. They want to tell their Kree scroll war. And and um, you know it's and 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 I think it's also hoping that the old heads that the people hey remember that event. We're gonna love this because it's it's now retold or it's it's with this next because now we have a new generation of characters. So like you said, we got Miles and and now there's a whole clone saga happening there. You've got um, you already had you know Gwen with Gwenum and it, there's they've yeah they they just you know they 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 tap into that and figure uh, you know. You're 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 30 years older now. You loved it back then. You're probably gonna love it now that you have even more disposable income. <laughs> it's just a bit too Ouroboros for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that, the, I get that. Yeah. All right. Let's back this baby up. Bring it on home. Back that ass up. Yeah. King hey. Spawn. <laughs> King Spawn. Yay. Hey everybody. <laughs> Uh, this episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a fraction of what everybody else is paying. Get your Sharpie out from Dark Horse, Savage Hearts number $1, IDW's Cooking Up Bermuda number one, Nick Bradshaw, for $2.49. And last but certainly not least, from Scout Comics, it's Count Draco Knuckle Duster, number one, will cost you a paltry $1.99, dcbservice.com. I have another image book. Oh? Yes. Uh, It's called Made in Korea, number one. Written by Jeremy Holt, illustrated by George Shaw. 
Um, it's about the proliferation of artificial organisms. It seems, or appears, that um, human reproduction has come to a screeching halt. For unspecified reasons, people can't reproduce. Hence, the need for proxies, child proxies, um, robots uh, imbued with artificial intelligence. Um, and they're, from what uh, we see early in the book, they're fairly passive. They're like um, animated paperweights. You know, yes, mommy, no, mommy. Um, but there's a, a man by the name of Wook Jin, uh, sorry, Kim Dong Chul, who is a software engineer for Wook Jin Industries. And it, we're showing him working in his little cubicle, and he's feverishly typing away, uh, creating code. And he's like, come on, come on. And he's been trying to solve this, this, this problem with his code uh, to no avail. But in this instance, he gets it. And he's, whoa, it works. Holy crap. And he, he goes, and uh, there, there are robotic children's bodies hanging like like beef on a meat hook. And he goes in and he uploads the software to this uh, artificial life form on company time, which gets him in hot water. But anyway, um, then it, uh, we're also introduced to uh, a, a young married couple, Bill and Sue Lynn Evans. And uh, Sue Lynn, more than Bill, uh, she wants a child. And since traditional avenues are blocked, they don't have enough money to buy a proxy. They're extremely expensive. But she desperately wants a child. So Bill's like, he acquiesces. He's like, all right, whatever. Put your name on the list. We'll see what happens. Um, and they were offered a proxy ridiculously cheap. And she's amazed. She's like, what? Uh, turns out it's the uh, artificial life form that... Kim Dong-chul uploaded his revolutionary software into. So they unbox the child, and there's, they're, they're amazed at how lifelike it feels, and they're taking around. Like, they're, like they just got a, a Peloton. They're, they're opening the shipping crate, and they're taking this, this child out of the box, and, and they push the button behind her ear, and she springs to life. And this kid is far more than they could ever ask for. Like, she's ravenous to learn she wants information she she she's a little bit um uh, shy at first she hides underneath you know furniture and 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 su lin gives her a stuffed animal and that warms her up a little bit but th this is a robot um and that's you know they 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 uh bill makes a room for her up in the attic that's just loaded with books uh the 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 pinnacle of the the roof there's all like shelves on the side on the uh, book bookshelves on the wall and they're just loaded with with all kinds of books and um the child jesse was like this is the part where i go to to sleep and they're like yes this is where you sleep and she's like okay so when they leave she devours a, a, like a ton of books and she's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning um this issue was, it's it's the suburbia 
to Blade Runner's Metropolis. It, it's very middle class, uh, you know, very cul-de-sac, very neighborly. In the beginning of the book, Bill and Su Lin go to uh, 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 their f- uh, friends, or uh, it seems more like acquaintances, who just bought themselves a child. And the the wife is just like loving it, but the father's like, that thing is no spawn of mine. And he's got guns in a in a, a case uh, on the wall. And apparently guns have been outlawed too. And and uh, Bill's like, whoa, where'd you get those? He goes, fuck that. I don't play by the rules. You know what I mean? He has ammunition too. And it's like, oof. So um, yeah, it's 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 quaint. It's it's not high tech. Like like Blade Runner, it's not dystopian, it's not dreary and dark. It's very bright. Um, that's what I, I was taking about. I said, "Wow, this is a different angle," you know, because we, we we all we're we're used to the, the 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 grittiness of 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 Ridley's you know um, brainchild. I, I thought this issue was wonderful, and it's a mini series as well. I believe it's either five or six issues. Um, made in Korea, it's great. Uh, the line work is very. Very clean, uh, very spare. There's not a lot of noodling. It's 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 atypical for this type of thing. But I thought it was it was really wonderful. It was really great. Uh, yeah, I said it. Made in Korea, number one. Image Comics, go get it. Came out, I think, yesterday. Yeah, I saw the. Um, I was. I'm. I'm hoping that uh, it gets the um, like the 9.99 treatment for their for their trades at least for i know they do it for the first volumes but i i i'm waiting for the trade on it i saw the um yeah it's pretty good i think you'll I like it, it. In previews i was waiting for it yeah i think you'll like it a lot good it's yeah, oddly enough it's a very human take on artificial life i'm i'm on some well it's not really a kick it's it, it just seems to be my steve's more often than not but i it, the um i a smart girl made it on my order from um there were a couple titan books that made it on my order last month or th- this week but um smart girls it, it's i mean it's the, by the artist that that's drawing um blade runner origins he's writing and drawing this particular uh graphic novel and um and it's about a uh a sentient ai and and i do it, it's i do the concept i i yeah it's it it's obvious if anybody looked over my entertainment since I've been born, but it, it's, um, that that's part of why I wanted, And that's kind of why I was, when I was placing my order that month and, and, and I got to that mini series as well, since it's also, it, it, it was the same, same month from the good Asian. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to wait on this one for it to, um, for the trade. And I'll, I'll read it then. I mean, I can, I, and because we get the previews anyway the, from Image, so I'll I'll, I'll yeah. read the PDF. But I I, I do. It, it, it sounded like a story that I I um, absolutely wanted to have. I think Image is is entering into another rock and cycle. Good Asian, made in Korea, vinyl like I, I, they're um, Summoners uh, War. They're really impressing me lately. Love it. Yeah. Uh, in your trials, I'm not going to go deep on this since the issue isn't out yet, but, uh, Tony sent us the, uh, the last issue 
of uh, of Stray Dogs. Stray Dogs number five, wrapping up the um, the miniseries, uh, is, as you all know, uh, written by Tony Fleece, illustrated by uh, Trish Forstner, uh, with layouts by Tony Rodriguez. In this issue, in the fifth issue, uh, Chris Burnham's name is added to that list. Brad Simpson on colors. Um, Tony was right when he when he when when he told us about it and warned me about the series uh, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I it was I, I trusted him to stick the landing to, to so so that as 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 aggravated I may be with 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 the treatment of some of the characters in the book that uh, that at least hopefully there may be some light at the end of the tunnel and and i'm not going to say whether there is or not um but i i think the um as far as the whole i'm happy with the ending i think it made sense um it 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 works in this universe i i uh appreciated the um the last few pages especially i liked it a lot um and i'm not only saying that because onyx's photo is mixed in with all the other dog photos at the end of the book uh it was i this is this is one of my um it's weird i don't want to say it was one of my favorite stories but i i liked it a lot i think i i think um i think tony did really well with this and i think the um I think the art works with it, and and, and if it was because if it was drawn realistically, I know some people would probably have preferred that. Um, I don't know if that's something that I could have taken, but um, you know, you you you, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But this, I, I just gonna say, I liked it a lot. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing other people finish uh, the limited series, and um, and maybe we'll get more if you read this you'll you'll know if that's true or not but i don't want to give anything away but this was this was this was enjoyable in your travels um stray dogs all five issues or uh i don't know if uh i didn't look in this month's previews yet so i don't know if it trades on its way but um there you go nice word uh um, we had Declan on the show, what, three, four weeks ago at this point, and we talked about Time Before Time, and we talked about the fact that he was partnering up with Rory McConville and Joe Palmer for the effort, and while he was on the show, he mentioned to us that, uh, that Rory and Joe had collaborated on another OGN that, uh, didn't get a lot of fanfare, published through Image, that came out in early 2020, pre-pandemic, and as we were doing the show, as he was talking about the book, I ordered it and uh, and have done read it. It's called Write It in Blood, published by Image Comics. It's an original yeah. graphic novel. And it was a great. I, I, it's pre- this is a pretty simple premise. If, if uh, It's a crime comic. It centers around two brothers, Cosmo and Arthur Price. They are uh, longtime hitmen. Uh, a pair of hitmen and essentially Cosmo is ready to retire and his brother, not so much, but uh, that's part of the story. So I don't want to get into those details, but either way, this is supposed to be their final job um, before Cosmo rides off into the sunset. But um, as is often the case in these kinds of situations, 
things do not go according to plan, and that's a, that is an understatement. And uh, basically, things go totally tits up. And next thing they know, they're essentially um, fighting for their lives uh, at, at, at the expense of their of their boss that they've worked for for a long time, who uh, now has uh, reason to want to kill them. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was it was, and I say fun meaning it's it, it's really a comic embodiment of of a Coen Brothers film. If you're a fan of of, of the Coen Brothers, uh, if you're a fan of, of the Fargo TV show, which is obviously uh, a byproduct of the Coen Brothers, uh, I I think this is be right up your alley. Um, the, the characters are, or even even Tarantino. This is a thing where you, the characters are. Uh, it's a character driven book, you know, uh, and and they're all memorable. They're quirky, uh, a little left to center, um, and. I just thought it was a treat. I was, in as much as you can smile and laugh uh, at, at a at a situation of, of, of people trying to kill each other, uh, I, that's what I found myself doing. And so uh, I could see why Declan read this and then thought, I want to work with these chaps. So you all should check it out. It's, um, it's You can get it on the cheapness, too. It's probably like one of those aforementioned 10 buck books, I'm imagining. Uh, so, yeah, uh, write it in blood. Rory McConville, Joe Palmer, Chris O'Halloran, and Hassan Atmane El Hu. So, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. But I'm a big Coen Brothers mark, so. If you like the Coen Brothers, listen to me. If you think Coen Brothers movies suck, then this probably isn't for you. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, my friends. Another book of the month, another image rama If you want more of this 11 o'clock thing, go to Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. We have footprints all over the place there. And uh, if you would be so kind, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Tons of fun to be had. And in the meantime, go out and buy monsters. Yes. And vinyl. And and say goodnight. For the caps. You know what that is? That's a COVID nineteen Moderna bottle. Tapping Ooh. on. Yeah. Um, you bringing me oh, one, right? Yes, yes, I'm bringing you. you one. I'll bring you a whole uh, little box of them. David. Good night. So here's the part of the show where Jason and I try to derail David. Mm, it doesn't it, happen, though, because he, never... he already hit start on the stopwatch. Yeah, it never works. It doesn't. Nah, dude. Uh... Hey, new Sonic game coming out. Really? Yeah. Oh, for what platform? Um, probably the PS, PS5, I would David. think. PS5, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sonic, okay. uh, what the hell's the name of it? I forgot it already. But it's coming, and they're remastering mm-hmm. uh, Sonic Colors, I think. That's cool. Which I don't remember that being a good game, though. Mm. Did, did, uh, did you see the movie? Uh, yes. What'd you think? I thought it was crazy. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. No, no, I thought it was crazy. Well, that's yeah, what you want. Uh, I'm going to see a movie about uh, a, a, a hedgehog <laughs> that runs really fast. I don't... Uh, Needed to to subscribe to reality, so I think I was in a good mood that weekend though, because we also saw Detective Pikachu, and that, that oh, I, didn't say I saw that in the theater, yeah. That was music. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't obviously I wasn't not the target audience, but it's not like I watched it. I was like, what the fuck is this shit on my TV? It was I, I didn't. I thought I thought it was entertaining. I got my I, I, I got my money's worth, which was mm-hmm. nice. Say bye. Yeah.
Later, bye. C'est bon. Talk to you soon. French. <laughs> Buffet. <laughs> That's it for that one.